0: I'm running for your heart I'm running for your heart Till I am a soul on fire Lord, I'm longing for your ways I'm waiting for the day till
1: well, I am a soul on fire Till I am a soul on fire Sing it, Steph. I'll just do the woo. Here's a tambourine. This song just fires me up—no pun intended. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special. It's always a special edition of Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. We are so blessed to be with you on this night live with Greg and Stephanie Schleeter. And if you were with us last week, you get the sense that uh, something special is happening in this region. Something special is happening. That the spirit that we've been praying. for for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit is happening, has been happening, and will continue to happen. And we're so blessed by the testimony of the saints. That's us. Yes, small s, saints in the making, we've got that. But God is working in our lives, and he's doing great things. And in the midst of the junk and the mess, and we know the Messiah is in the mess, God is amidst his people. He's among us. You preach it. And uh, we want to hear from you. People want to hear from you. Your story. We keep referring to uh, Revelations twelve eleven. It's a good passage to memorize. Catholics getting in the Scripture passage memorization game, even more than memorizing it, understanding it. And I always begin with this passage by asking the question, do we not see the influence of the enemy in our lives? We do. And so how do we defeat the enemy? Revelations twelve eleven. They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb, The Holy Mass, the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony. Brothers and sisters, that is you and me. That is what God is doing in your life or has done in your life. It's your testimony that uh, takes this from just a myth, a, a story of long ago, and makes it real. It doesn't need to be this huge, big thing that's happening, but just some small indication, maybe somebody tonight is needing to hear from you. Is need to hear from uh, what what's been going on in your life. So eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. And I know you want to call on. I'm giving you the number, but just hold on for a second because I know some of you. We know some of you are calling in tonight. We're really excited to hear from you, but hold on for just a few moments. A few things tonight. Right now, we have the ignite going on at Saint Jerome. Uh, in Wall Bridge, a wonderful, alive community in the spirit. Many Absolutely. wonderful things happening there at that Ignite uh, event. And May 15th, at that same location, a very special event on Pentecost, May 15th, called Ignite Praying with Fire Conference. We have four super dynamic Catholic young adults who are going to be opening the door for us to more fully experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in the fullness of our Catholic faith. We're going to have Dan and Caroline Dirks. Uh, joining us. Uh, Dan is a phenomenal worship leader, and they're just, they've presented throughout the country, really throughout the world. And then we have Dan and Amber Demite, who many of us have heard those names. They founded the Catholic Youth Summer Camps, are leading that down in Columbus. Amazing things happening, and they're going to be speaking. And then we're going to have what's what's being called the Super Ignite. What is that? It's always super, because Jesus is always there. But the stage is going to be set by these wonderful speakers for us to say, Lord, I want all you want for me. I want to open my heart fully to an outpouring of your spirit in my life, whether I understand it, whether it makes sense, whether I'm comfortable. We want our hearts to be disposed to say, Lord, pour it forth in my life. How many of us right now hearing this don't yearn for a, have a, have a deeper hunger for a greater outpouring of this spirit in our lives? So where do you go for that? Go to praywithfire.eventbrite.com I'm going to say it again. Go to praywithfire.eventbrite.com eventbrite.com and register right now. Uh, we were just blown away last week by the number of registrants uh, three and a half, four weeks out already. And uh, I will say we're halfway full, which we didn't, I never expected that. I never expected. We already have a great conference. If nobody else registered, it's going to be an awesome conference. But uh, if you're hearing this right now and you're yearning for a deeper outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and uh, not just for a day, but to flow into a movement, go to praywithfire.eventbrite.com. Dot .com. And I'm going to hand the baton now to my wife who is going to set up our opening prayer tonight which I know is going to be very moving for you.
2: But first I have to say, get it? Praying with fire instead of playing with fire.
1: Wow, yeah. you're creative.
2: <laughs> no, some people didn't get that. I thought it was very cool and creative. So yes, I am I am honored and privileged to do the little intro for the beautiful prayer. prayer that we have for you, our listeners, to join us in. It is uh, almost the month of May, which we set aside for the month of Mary, and we're getting a little excited on the on jump-starting it here. Um, we are welcoming a precious, precious little daughter of God to lead us in this opening prayer. And the background story, very quickly, is we are very blessed um, in our family to open our home up uh, monthly for a Catholic family gathering in which we we f- eat, the food part is always good, right? Fellowship, yes. we pray, we break out into lit groups. Men, the the men gather. The women gather, the young people gather. It's, it's just a very grace filled
1: monthly Catholic family gathering.
3: Yes.
2: And so once all of that has taken place, we regather together as a group and we pray the rosary together.
1: 60, 70 people sometimes. It's yes. awesome. Probably people are blown away when I show the pictures. 25, 20, 25 kids, age 18 and under.
2: Right. And so. Um, again, just very blessed with the excitement for many of these young people to lead the rosary, one of whom is, again, little precious daughter of God named Tia. And she just leads a decade of the rosary in, in such a grace-filled manner.
1: She's talking to Mary. I mean, yes. she's aware of our Blessed Mother right there.
2: And so we have been saying for a long time that we wanted her to come in and or to, well, we could pre-record it or something, but just to have her lead it. And her, her wonderful parents and brother took the initiative and blessed us with the recording of A Decade of the Rosary, which we would like to pray with you right now. So join us and Tia leading us in a beautiful prayer Prayer to Our Lady,
1: and just to know, not super high quality here. Doesn't need to be. They recorded it on a phone or something. But you know, they sent me the attachment. The prayer is. Stephanie super high and I were quality. listening to this, by the way, coming back from uh, the wonderful St. John the Evangelist community uh, with Father Eric Mueller, and uh, on the way home, we were listening to this and so moved. I said, "We just got to put this. It has to be part of our prayer tonight." So here we go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In a moment, Amen. All right, come on. Oh. sorry. I'm going to back this up a second. Here we go. I got to get it from the very beginning. All right, here we go.
4: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
3: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those, those who trespass against us. against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen
4: Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Bless us alone for men. blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
3: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full
4: of grace, the Lord is with thee. Bless us thou woman, women, and bless the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary,
3: Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
4: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord with thee. Blesseth thou man from me, the fruit of thy womb.
1: Holy Mary, and Mother and of God, pray for us sinners so now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
4: Pray be to the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
3: As it was As in the beginning, again, is, is now, and now, and ever shall be, be world without end. Amen. Amen.
4: Oh, my oh my Jesus, forgive us, us our, sing, our save us, us from, from the fires the of the hell, lead all
3: souls to heaven, us, especially those who most need of thy mercy.
4: mercy. Say, Joseph, pray, pray, pray for us, and peace, pray for us, Michael the Archangel they defend us in battle. Mother, mercy, our life, our
0: sweetness, and our and hope
4: To lead me, Queen. try, prepare, she she show, and need To lead me in the first <laughs> Morning
3: and weeping in this valley of tears Turn that most gracious advocate Thine eyes of mercy towards us and after this, our
1: uh, God, to us the blessed, the blessed fruit of thy womb, womb Jesus. O, o clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray, pray for us, O, o holy, O mother
0: of God, Amen, O and Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. How about that? Absolutely uh, beautiful, precious. Very precious. So um, thank you, Tia, and thank you, family, and a reminder to all of us to take that time and receive the gift of God's grace, especially in the rosary. Um, So we're inviting you folks to interrupt. We said it last week, and it may just be kind of come a mantra for us. So uh, we've got stories to tell, and uh, we have some guests tonight. Audrey Asad will be number three. sharing a, uh, We'll be connecting with her after a break in about 15, 20 minutes, sharing with us the story behind an absolutely moving s- uh, s- uh, song. Um, and we already have some folks calling in. But just to kind of cue you when we get them going in a line here, we are excited to share with you some of the events of this past weekend, the Glass City Marathon and our eldest daughter's 18th birthday. But uh, sounds like we're putting somebody through right now. And to give you the number just to cue it up for any of you thinking about this, 877-275-8098. Ignite Radio Live over Annunciation Radio's five mighty stations. And we're sharing our stories. How is God moving in your life? So, welcome, caller. How are you doing tonight?
5: I'm doing fine, thank you.
2: It's Ooh. Mighty Diane <laughs> on the Mighty Stations of Annunciation Radio. <laughs> this,
5: yes, this is Diane, and um, I do have a little story to tell. Bring awesome. it
1: on. Well, before you go there, we're going to get our money's worth, um, Diane. Tell us just a little bit about Magnificat and that wonderful organization and what's happening there.
5: Well, um, Magnificat is the only international Catholic women's organization uh, that there is, and it's about 35 years old. Started um, with a small prayer group of five women all those years ago. Wow. Um, their bishop was very supportive and wanted them to start an organization based on the women's a uh, new program that was a Protestant women's organization. And so, with the help of women's uh, women's glow, I'm sorry, it was women's Aglow. glow. With the help of the women's Aglow glow Protestant women, they got started a Catholic version, uh, and it's now spread. Well, all over the United States and internationally, with uh, quite a few international chapters, Malta, Ireland, Poland, the wow. Netherlands, Africa. Um, there's there's a lot. I don't have my list in front of me. But it has spread. It's based in Charismatic Renewal,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and uh, what happens at a meeting is uh, we have a speaker who gives her witness as to how God has worked in her life. Um, We have a breakfast, and we have uh, praise and worship, and we pray with each other. And um, usually we have a few things we give to each woman to take home to uh, help her spiritual life throughout Mm. the couple months in between breakfasts. We have just four a year here, and uh, we have it in Fremont, Ohio, and Angelita's catering. I'll give her a plug. She's a grand Mm. Catholic woman. Wonderful, She's just wonderful to work with, and um, so we have—we um, are going to be ten years old in February. Wow!
1: Mm-hmm. Only ten <laughs> years old, and it's grown. Just, wow!
5: Mm-hmm. And you well, know chapter is 10, but the whole organization is 35. Okay,
1: okay. There are two things that, uh, thank you for sharing that, but that just have to be mentioned. Number one, for any listeners who may not be acquainted with this word, Magnificat, it is in the second Joyful Mystery where Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth, and that marvelous uh, John the Baptist, the cousin, leaps in her womb at the encounter of his Savior, and... Uh, and she says, uh, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So what a wonderful, not just image, but united in Mary's one proclamation of the Lord's faithfulness. You know, I have to thank you know, even Diane in this uh, late, latest Michael Gately 33 days to, it's not morning glory to. Merciful love. But he speaks about this confident faith that Mary has. So that's part one that strikes me in that back story, if you will. But number two, You use the word charismatic, and uh, some folks who may not be familiar with that, Catholics in particular, may have some misunderstandings or confusion. So help us understand, maybe say a word or two about what, what do we mean when we say charismatic as a Catholic, faithful to the magisterium of our Church?
5: Well, the charisms are the gifts of the Spirit. Um, Of course, we have the Isaiah gifts, which we all memorized when we were kids in school, Um, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, etc. But then there's also the Corinthians gifts, Corinthians uh, 12, and uh, they are gifts of teaching, administration, gifts of healing, gifts of speaking in other languages. Um, There's quite a few of those as well, and they're all needed by the body of Christ to promote the good of the body, and to keep us con- not only connected with Christ, but to minister to his people with all their needs. Um, you can't read any gospel stories without reading about how the apostles were uh, sent by Jesus, sometimes in twos, uh, to go out and minister to the people and to heal them and uh, teach them with uh, the gifts of being proclaiming the good news. And that is what we're supposed to be doing today. And uh, somewhere along the line, the um, the gifts got lost or diminished a bit over the centuries, but uh, they are definitely alive and well in this time of um, being in uh, the culture that we're in, which probably is a lot like what Jesus looked at way back mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
5: Alive, well,
2: and needed.
5: Yes, and... Uh, It is nothing like having some wonderful gift be um, put there, like uh, healing occurs to get people's attention. Just Mm -hmm. let the apostles it. It does. It uh, gets your attention when you see a manifestation of of God like that. Absolutely. Very exciting thing, and people then are aware that Jesus just wasn't 2,000 years ago. Right.
1: Live today amen like we like to say the acts of the apostles ought not simply be a historical account but a present description and as we're reading the acts of the apostles typically in that second reading of mass it's worth all of us faithful all of us listening out there to know that you know and i love it y- your husband said this i'm going to put jim you know on the spot a little bit because it stuck with me and i've used it a couple times and it's simple enough jim said you know Jim is a rocket scientist. He's a very bright guy, engineer, who's used to making things work and uh, figuring out how they make things work. And he said, you know, I'm pretty pragmatic. You know, and if there's no power in it, in a sense, why bother? You know, if we're not, you know, if Jesus didn't come to accomplish something genuine, and if he doesn't confer upon his people a real power to make a real difference in our lives, in so many words, kind of tongue-in-cheek, Jim was saying, why bother? But I know at the heart of his testimony there was, he has experienced, your husband and all of us here on the phone and many of us listening, that God is truly alive And present with us today and wants to manifest those wonders and those works, not always according to our timeline or our way, but he wants us to have confidence that he is truly alive and working with us today. So thank you for that, you know, that testimonial, if you will, about that. And just for our listeners also, all of the popes have spoken about this baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Pope John Paul II in 2008, Pope Benedict invited all to receive this baptism in the Holy Spirit. And note, folks, he's speaking to the baptized already. And he's speaking to those who've been confirmed. So there's something distinctive about a baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's fanning the flame of those graces, of our baptism and our confirmation. And then very recently, our current Pope Francis told about a thousand priests, thanks to Bob Geiger for forwarding this, one of my many sources. Pope Francis says, quote, Speaking of dispensers of grace, I ask each of all of you, he's speaking to a thousand priests, all of you, that as part of the current of grace of charismatic renewal, you organize seminars of life in the Spirit in your parishes and seminaries, schools and neighborhoods, to share baptism in the Spirit. So yep. anyways, Diane, thanks so much. But now now that we've got the stage much more <laughs> richly set than we ever expected, you thought t- you'd be done by now. Tell, us, tell us the story. <laughs> share the story with us.
5: All right. Now, um, which the story that just happened a couple weeks ago at my house, that story?
1: <laughs> well, actually, I'm open to whatever you were moved to share with. That obviously strikes me, but uh, you called and you had something maybe in the queue, so I'll leave it to you because you're, you're, well, so many things are happening all we'll the time. Well, let
5: the spirit move you, Diane. That, of course, is most present in my mind, but Magnificat had a breakfast that was supposed to be two two weeks ago, and, of course, we got snowed out, and it happened to be the speaker that we were flying in from Florida, which we had uh, picked her up on Friday night, and she was staying over at our house and then we were going down to Angelina's in Fremont to have our breakfast and she was going to speak. She's a magnificent woman, a Cuban woman who has been in the renewal since, um, I think she's probably in maybe her twenties, or thirties, when uh, God really touched her life through the through the renewal, and she is now an evangelist mm. who travels uh, all over the world. In fact, she's in Poland right now. She's doing mm. Poland, Ireland, France for yeah. a couple months. But um, because she's a magnificent woman, she comes to do little things like our breakfast. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. We had her uh, overnight and got snowed in on Saturday morning, um, and the beautiful thing was I think God had it all planned that way, mm-hmm. so, um, because my house got filled up with people who wanted to come and see her, wow. and they figured driving to my house wasn't as far as going all the way south, where there was a lot more snow than we had. So we had our house full of wow. people. Um, who came and she taught and we prayed together and sh- many were baptized in the Holy Spirit Friday night and Saturday morning. Beautiful. which was a real gift that maybe would not have happened in a, in a breakfast setting, but right. for those who missed the breakfast because they got snowed in, she is coming next April because she's totally booked between now and next year. Um, next April she will come back and we hope there's no snow. I was going
2: to say see. hopefully with sunshine, right?
5: Yes, and uh, so she she will do her witness her testimony and pray with people at that breakfast next April.
2: Wow! <laughs> how the how the Lord works, right? Just His plans so far beyond ours, and I, I just can't imagine. Gosh, just what what it must have been like in your home, like that. Just the openness to what the Lord had in store, and the gift that she was, and being used as an instrument of His. That's just awesome.
5: It, it was it was beautiful um, people were just um, riveted for hours and uh, it was it was gift to us from god and you you cannot give god amen (laughs) Amen.
1: amen now diane we know you're part of the team with this ignite praying with fire conference and we're blessed to have a number throughout the diocese younger and wiser shall we say who are part of this team and uh have been blessed to experience if you will this baptism in the holy spirit and uh for many people that that you know, like, what does that mean in the minds of others? We kind of touched upon it in speaking of the charismatic mm-hmm. renewal. We we kind of emphasized, and the Popes have emphasized, this is definitely something distinctive. I mean, there's something here that, you know, explain in your own words and understanding what it did for you personally to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. What benefit did it have?
5: Well, um, when I was way, way back, um, I was... Uh, in my early 20s, and I had um, one child, and I was expecting my second one. Um, within a couple of months after the delivery of that second child, I got rheumatoid arthritis, um, and uh, it was not good. I was um, having a lot of difficulty taking care of the two little ones with it. It came on very um, quickly and very hard, um, and uh, I was scared. Sure. And my neighbor up the street, uh, had just been to a Episcopal conference for baptism in the Spirit. This is way back, way, way back in the early 70s. And she told me um, all about it, was all excited, and uh, took me to a, a conference and, and gym to where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Actually, um, I was prayed over for the first time in my life. Mm. Uh, prayed over, and when I, within a couple weeks, I realized that I had no more symptoms. They were gone. They had slowly disappeared over two weeks, and I asked after that is when I asked for the baptism in in the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and I had uh, a lot of healing with family relationships that occurred because of that, um, and an excitement and a joy Mm -hmm. and a tremendous hunger to read Scripture and to be more involved at Mass in my parish. It it lit a fire. It lit a fire in me. I would suggest um, to anyone, it's not like you uh, have not been confirmed or have not been baptized, of course, or received Eucharist. It's not a sacrament, but it's a stirring and enlivening and additional grace from the Holy Spirit that makes a difference and empowers you to go forth and do what God's calling you to do. That's, um, it's a gift.
1: Diane, uh, you're a, you a beautiful testimony to the faith, yes. and of course we've been blessed to hear this testimony. It's not just a story. It is a testimony, a life testimony that we see play out from the earliest moments we ever met you and your wonderful husband, and it really kind of um, makes clear what we said earlier, that the Acts, again, the Acts of the Apostles, not just a historical account, but a present description that God is still working powerfully among us, and Signs and wonders will accompany them. Signs and wonders will accompany them. No, we know, we get it, folks, that you know, we're not hanging our hat on the signs and wonders. But Jesus himself, uh, let's face it, the whole the story of, from the Exodus, God performed signs and wonders to awaken us to his sovereignty, to his lordship, to his power, that there's something greater than our power in this world. And do we not need right now? In our personal lives, in our marriages, in our world, do we not need to know the power of the living God that he is bigger than everything going on around us? I think the answer is for me is yes. And so if you're hearing this, we have another guest in just a moment we're going to bring on. Uh, But I invite you all again to uh, plan on joining us Pentecost evening. St. May, May 15th, Pentecost evening, a very powerful evening, called Ignite Praying with Fire Conference with uh, four very dynamic speakers, an awesome team comprised of Diane Dudenhofer and her husband and a number of others joining us. And we're together, coming before God and saying, Lord, we yearn for you, we're hungry for you. And, and don't limit, we're afraid, we get it, and we're confused and all that, but we open up our hearts wide to receive all you want to give us. So we welcome another guest tonight. Dan, how are you doing tonight?
6: Fantastic. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks for breaking away. So we have Dan Dirks on the phone, a new friend of mine. I have to tell you all, folks, that I was blessed to know his wife. Before they were married, and um, she was uh, one of the dynamic leaders that we'd bring into the Diocese of Erie. Then I was leading the Youth and Young Adult Office, and Caroline partnered with us in helping to form our adults to form their young people. So a couple times we had Caroline join us, and we maintained contact, and uh, Caroline and Dan now married with how many children, Dan? With
6: four. We just had our fourth uh February the 19th so congratulations
1: the boys. absolutely beautiful so Dan is with his wonderful wife Caroline they're going to be with us on May 15th at this conference and uh, give us a little bit of a background as the nature of your ministry Dan tell us about I think it's 2 Timothy I'm not going to venture to guess tell us about yeah, your ministry
6: two, yeah 2 Tim 4 uh, ministries and, and it, it's, it's uh, the, we get the name from uh, the 2nd book of Timothy um, chapter 4 and it's a really wonderful call to really preach the gospel and speak the truth, mm-hmm. especially in the midst of a time that, is, uh, that doesn't want to even hear the truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it, it says in the, the second verse of chapter 4, Proclaim the word, be persistent whether it's convenient or inconvenient. Um, and it goes on to say how the world may uh, not tolerate sound doctrine. They're going to follow their own desires, their own insatiable curiosity. But you, be self-possessed in all circumstances, put up with hardship, mm-hmm. perform the work the, of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. And Caroline and I, um, from even before we were married, uh, really felt a calling to minister to others together. And I, I believe really in the sacrament of our marriage, that's something that the Lord is also just continue to place on our hearts. And so we really reach out to families, to to youth, uh, uh, doing a variety of different types of ministry around the country, and the Lord's really blessed it.
1: Fabulous, Stan. Now tell me a little bit, you, you come from that very lukewarm community north of us, Christ the King in Ann Arbor, you know, uh, a little bit of a slacking. I'm obviously being facetious. Um, you Tell us a little bit about your own roots and your own coming to faith.
6: Sure. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, I... Um, my, my parents were actually members of the, the Word of God community and, and enjoyed when I was very little, maybe one or two years old. So I, you know, I grew up with, with parents who were faithful Catholics who really loved the Lord with, with all their hearts mm-hmm. and really uh, desired for their children to, to know the Lord also. Um, you know, uh, you know i 'm I'm in the midst of you know being a parent myself, so you know you' just sort of understanding how you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can 't necessarily make him drink <laughs> right, well right. I, I mean my parents really led us to the water every mm. chance that they got yeah. um, and so I, I knew a lot about. The, the Lord growing up. I mean, we, we, we went to Mass every Sunday. We went to uh, prayer meetings and, and gatherings, and my parents were part of small group ministries. And, you know, there was, there was a deep immersion in, in the faith, and, and my parents definitely knew the Lord uh, and had experienced the Lord. Um, and, uh, you know, for myself, we moved actually from uh, that community in Ann Arbor up to Grand Rapids when I was uh, just going into high school because my dad had taken a job with his father up in Grand Rapids a couple hours away. And uh, when that happened, uh, you know, I had to form new relationships, new friendships. I had had different experiences of the Lord as a a teenager, but I hadn't really uh, embraced that faith as my own, and I hadn't really uh, encountered God in a way where I had uh, developed a relationship with Him. and, and as, I, I was, I, as in high school, I was really trying to you know, find, you know, what did I believe and, and who was I, and I was really trying to fit in. Um, and I was a lonely kid, you know, I, w- I wasn't particularly excellent at sports, but I played sports. I wasn't, you know, part, you know particularly stellar in <laughs> a lot of different areas, but I was just trying to find my way. Um, and I, I had a lot of uh, friendships and acquaintanceships, but nothing that was really deep. And I was searching for that connection. As a, as I was a junior in high school, I I began to become very sick, and um, and physically they, sick. My parents, yeah, physically sick. And I was my parents were taking me to doctors to try to figure out what was going on. I was experiencing a lot of pain, uh, like in my stomach, in my, uh, in my gut. I was mm. uh, starting to lose a lot of weight. Um, and uh, it, through a, a series of tests, and you know, pr- probably over the course of uh, a year or so, I was finally diagnosed with Crohn's disease, uh-huh. which is uh, it's an autoimmune disease uh, of the intestines that affects how you can digest food. Um, the, there's, there's no cure for it, but there are different ways that it can be treated uh, with uh, varying degrees of success. And, and as a junior in high school, just you know, being diagnosed with a, with, with a chronic disease like this and it really uh, being out of control a, a lot of the time, it was cutting into everything in my life that I'd set up. You know, I ran cross-country, but I couldn't play that sport anymore. I played baseball. I couldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was affecting my level of involvement in wow. uh, activities, and it was affecting even you know, the classes that I was taking. And, you know, I, I, I can remember uh, a, a Friday night, I, uh, and I'll never forget this. I was laying in my bed at uh, about 8 o'clock on a Friday night and just in tremendous, tremendous pain. And know, was just sort of curled up in a ball because that's all I could really, really do. And mm-hmm. I just remember just feeling sorry for myself and, and miserable. Sure. Right.
1: Understandable.
6: And and I, I looked onto my nightstand next to my bed, and I, I see this this red one-year Bible that had not been there uh, before that night. And I'm sure my mom put it there. Um, but, I, but I remember looking over at this Bible, and and I started praying, and I just started talking to God. And I remember just saying something like, Lord, Lord I, I am feeling terrible, and I, I don't know what the rest of my life is going to, to be like. Is it going to be like this? Am I ever going to have any relief from this? And, Lord, I, my, I know my parents love me, but... They can't do anything to fix this, Mm -hmm. and they've been taking me to all these doctors, and they haven't found anything that can really manage what's going on yet, and I know I can't do anything for me, and I I know that uh, everything that I know about you is that you're a God who healed people and did all sorts of miracles, and God, can you help me? And I, it's sort of like, how do I test whether God will help me? So I took this Bible that was standing, sitting there on my nightstand. And I don't know if you're familiar with the one-year Bible, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a Bible that's uh, uh, set in an order that's uh, not chrono- chronological like the books of the Bible that we're used to, but it actually goes by the calendar year. So each, each day of the year, uh, if we're looking at today, April the 25th, there would be a reading from the Old Testament, a reading from the book of Psalms, and a reading from the from the New Testament. And so I, I opened that Bible up to the day that it was, and I you know like, let me just see if God has a message for me here there mm, an mm-hmm. answer to my prayer. And the and the first reading from the Old Testament was from the book of Leviticus. And I don't know if you're familiar with the book of Leviticus, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's not particularly kind of dry. It's inspiring. It's not too exciting. Right? A lot of rules. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just remember reading that and just thinking, strike one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there something else and, out there?
6: <laughs> right, right. And I, um, I kept on going, and I, I got to the psalm. And it, it's when, I, when I hit the psalm, it was like uh, like Jesus just entered the room. Uh-huh. And the, the psalm was Psalm 102. And the, the title of the psalm is Prayer in Time of Distress. Mm. And, and as I'm reading these words, it's like I'm starting to read this message, this beautiful and compassionate message from, from Jesus mm-hmm. being written to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the first verse is almost a subtitle of the psalm. It says, The prayer of, of one afflicted and wasting away whose anguish is poured out before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just thinking, this is exactly what I just did. And then it goes on to say, Lord, hear my prayer. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me now that I am in distress. Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. For my days vanish like smoke. My bones burn away as in a furnace. I am withered, dried up like grass too wasted to eat my food. Now I'm reading the actual symptoms that my body is going through. Wow. I couldn't eat my wow. food. I was, I was wasting away. From my loud groaning, I become just skin and bones. I'd gone from 135 pounds down to 112. Mm-hmm. I'm reading what is happening to me. Mm-hmm. And as I'm reading this, it, it, I know it sounds depressing, this psalm, and I, I guess it might have meant to,
1: to But be your father's heart connecting with your very right. condition at that moment... In the context of your prayer
6: right and it was just like this this compassion that i felt just pouring over me that that jesus the lord of the universe knew exactly what i was going through Mm. and it was just that it was all that that solidarity in that moment that just brought me this wave of peace that washed over me and in verse verse 13 goes on to say in the psalm but you lord are enthroned forever your renown is for all generations You will again show mercy to Zion. Now is the time for pity. The appointed time has come. And when I just read this, it was like I just was able to just lay back in the bed. I don't think I even read from the New Testament. Um, And I just had this incredible consciousness of Jesus in that room, pouring over his love, his mercy and grace over me, and loving me. And I was able to just experience this incredible, incredible peace in my heart i have been so stressed about what's going to happen with my life, what's going to happen to me. Am I going to, you know, uh, is this disease ever going to go away? How am I going to manage it? And it was like this peace just covered me. And, and the interesting thing is that the, 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 the pain and, and the sickness did not go away. They, they were still present. But this anxiety and and worry was just mm-hmm. washed away, and this uh, assurance of God's presence, loving me and being there for me. In that, it was like you know, I, I grew up. My mom would, when we are, whenever we had a tough situation, my mom would say, "Offer it up." I, I don't know if you've
1: heard yes, that. Yes, absolutely, off, 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 off. the classic that's right? been lost, uh, unfortunately, because that's a gem.
6: Right And I'd think I'll offer you up, but, um, <laughs> but you know I, I understood that at that moment that you know, that like I can offer this up and, 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 and be with the Lord in this. It was like all the stuff my parents taught me and, and brought me to, all this knowledge I had in my head about God mm. suddenly had just connected with this bolt of lightning to what had happened in my heart and 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 that moment really changed my life it was. I You know I woke up the next day I, I went to school i was I was changed i was I was different. you know I came back at night and I read that next day in the one year Bible and i I started making that prayer to the Lord when I was in like that time of hardship and that struggle and my life started changing you know i I started going to my youth group in high school and started really reaching out for the Lord there, going to mass at Sunday it was like the scriptures were alive and speaking god 's message to me about what I was going through, and I lost, lost this fear of who would I become or looking different and just made this decision to go after the Lord, and, and my life really changed uh, from there on. I, I experienced a, a miraculous healing from Crohn's disease about four years later, uh, and you know, the Lord has done things with my life that have been absolutely amazing, uh, but you know, that was just really the moment that the wow. Lord grabbed me.
1: Dan, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I'm just going to open the door in this very moment because we do a lot of talking about God, and you're connecting us to his real, present, loving, fatherly power. And we have an opportunity right now, folks who are listening out there, I'm sure some of you are connecting, whether it be your own life or somebody else, you're experiencing physical, maybe spiritual circumstances that are overwhelming that you can't solve, the medicine can't solve, or isn't promising to solve. Some of you right now are, hear, are hearing Dan speaking and sharing that story of Psalm 102, of God's loving heart connecting with us. And I'm going to put you on the spot, Dan, and just have you lead us right now in a prayer for anybody who's hearing this.
6: Sure. Well, let come before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your heart of love and for your power, and for your authority, and for your glory, and for your majesty. Yes. And Father, just I just pray for uh, the people who are out there right now who are hurting, and who are, who are desperate, and uh, who don't have anywhere else to turn to, Lord. And I just pray that you just appear to them right now as that good shepherd who hasn't yes. given up, who hasn't stopped seeking. And that you just pour your mercy and your grace and your love over them right now. Yes, Lord. And I just pray that you just fill them with your peace and with your mercy and with your spirit. Lord, we just pray for uh, your healing, uh, for your intervention, Mm -hmm. for you to make a way in whatever the circumstances, Lord. Father, you are great. You are greater. And we just pray for uh, your spirit to be unleashed in a new way, in an empowering way, and for you to, to, for you to make a way, Lord. Yes. And we just make this prayer in your holy name, Father.
1: Amen. 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 Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, just to pronounce this wonderful psalm, a bit of a story of your life, Dan, that you shared, Psalm 102. Uh, I opened it up as soon as you mentioned it in a little bit of a different translation, but I just, for our listeners, what does it say in 102.18? Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high. From heaven he viewed the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners and release those condemned to death. So here you are many years later with your own children who weren't born. You weren't even married. And how you as, as, as parents, you with Caroline, my wife and I, and anybody listening out there, brothers and sisters, this is our story. God is calling us. God is calling us to claim future generations by the way we're living right now. So um, we're going to have to pivot uh, in a moment here in a second, Dan, but we're so blessed that you and Caroline will be joining us May 15th. And uh, for our listeners, we're blessed that you have this other tremendous, many tremendous gifts, but a gift of worship. And uh, just give us a little, just a quick primer in the word of the importance of worship is more than, if you will, just what comes out of our mouths, but a life of worship. And certainly you're going to be leading us in a wonderful worship experience on May 15th. But just share with us a little bit about a vision of a life of worship.
6: Sure. You know, I, I was I was really blessed to learn how to worship God through uh through, definitely through the example of my parents, uh, but especially you know as I uh, was a young adult in college in uh, in Ann Arbor and, and working with uh, Parish there, Christ the King, and a couple of key people, uh, Roger Holtz, uh, director of uh, music ministry there, and, and my good friend Tim Stout, who is was uh, a young worship leader uh, for the youth group there, and you know, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Pretty decent musician, uh, but I I'm a great worshipper of the Lord, mm-hmm. and there's there's a real difference, and that's one of my my favorite things to do. And you know, I, I lead worship uh, in a variety of different ways and different places at parishes and conferences and things like that. Um, but I think a lot of times people just you know confuse you know like uh, a song of praise or, or worship as, as uh, almost being like a letter that you write to God and it just being a a one way type of a thing. Uh, but really, when we worship the Lord, it's, it's an interaction, mm-hmm. and, and and such a powerful one, where the Lord reaches to us, and we reach back to Him, and, it, and it's a communication, and it's an avenue for the Lord to, to bless us, and to change us, and to speak to us. And there's something about authentic and deep worship where we can't help but let down our self-imposed defenses. Well, Before but. the Lord who is strong and good so that he can come into our hearts and in in a deeper way and so I, I love leading people in worship because i'm i'm reaching out and i 'm encountering the Lord and the Holy Spirit and just Lord what do you want to do mm-hmm. and, and and what do you want to do in, in people's hearts here mm-hmm. and and it's a powerful and a beautiful and, and a wonderful thing and when we worship the Lord that way God changes us uh, in an amazing way, and it's one of the things I, I, I get the most passionate about
1: Dan, we're so blessed that you called in tonight and shared with us your very powerful story. And to all those listening, to be mindful that your Father in Heaven loves you just the same and and wants to work wonders in your life. And we invite you, if you're listening right now, yes, this moment can be, if you will, any new moment is a grace-filled moment, the I Am moment, the Burning Bush moment. We want to invite you all folks to fix our hearts on what the Church gives us in terms of Pentecost, uh, the gift of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we're going to open our hearts and minds, looking to that date, May 15th this year, and and together to saying, yes, do your thing with me personally. Do your thing in my marriage. Do your thing in our family. Do your thing in our parish. We invite you to join us right now. Make that commitment. Go to praywithfire.eventbrite.com. Again, praywithfire.eventbrite.com, the Ignite Praying with Fire Conference, You are tuned in to uh, Ignite Radio Live, and uh, just, again, so blessed to be uh, hearing these wonderful stories uh, of people's lives, and increasingly, that's what we're wanting to do here with Ignite Radio Live. We're wanting to share the stories of faith, um, and tapping you to share those stories. Tonight, we heard from Diane Dudenhofer, uh, we just heard from Dan Dirks, who's going to be our worship leader with his wife, also going to be sharing powerfully on that May 15th date, and um, in just a moment, on the other side of these uh, commercials, we're going to be uh, uh, reaching out to audrey assad who's going to share with us a powerful story behind one of her songs stay tuned jesus said i have come to bring fire to the earth and how i wish it were already ablaze if you would like to experience a new and deeper outpouring the holy spirit in your personal life marriage family and parish overflowing to this world
4: lean on joining us this pentecost may fifteenth.
1: For our first ever Ignite Praying with Fire conference.
4: Dynamic Catholic speakers will set the stage for a super Ignite.
1: Fully open to an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the fullness of our Catholic faith. For more information, go right now to MassImpact.us. Games are something you play with a board, not with a soul. Let's not sugarcoat this. Satan is getting many to join him through a door called pornography. That door is everywhere a device is. The consequences are devastating. They don't sidestep those who go to Mass. In fact, most practicing Catholic men report falling regularly. Many are addicted. Please listen. Knowing all this is not enough. If you or those you love don't have filtering on your computers or devices, you're playing games with souls. You're leaving the door wide open. Please join us now in shutting that door. Go right now to MassImpact.us Click on Covenant Eyes. That's MassImpact.us Covenant Eyes. It's a very small price to pay for eternity. When you pray about how God might want you to be a steward with your tithe to make a big difference, please consider the work of Mass Impact, a dynamic Catholic new evangelization movement at the very heart of our church, making a difference in literally thousands of lives. Partner with us now in what recent popes have called the church's most important mission. Go to MassImpact.us and click on the Contribute tab. Thank you and God bless. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. And we're very blessed to have a very new feature on our program that we're calling Ignite Faith and Music. And we're blessed to have a dynamic, beautiful uh, artist with us, Audrey Asad. How you doing, Audrey?
7: I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me today.
1: So your record label is Fortunate Fall Records, and we were speaking about this earlier uh, an interesting phrase it, itself, fortunate fall. It almost seems like an oxymoron, but you've really branded your records with this fortunate fall. Can you tell us a little bit about that before you maybe share with us the background to one of your songs?
7: Absolutely. Uh, I have only been Catholic nine years, and, you know, I became Catholic at Easter Vigil two thousand seven. 2007. And that was the first time I had ever heard the um, sort of that long—what's the, the word for it? The long prayer that the deacon prays. The exultant— um, which, yes 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 the exalta yeah and there's a portion of that uh where he says oh happy faults oh necessary sin of adam that gained for us so great glorious redeemer and um i have found that phrase to be both uh entirely confounding and also really healing because i you know without going into long detail about my spiritual journey i went through a phase of calvinism um and I think it was because it, 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 it offered me some answers to things and like questions that I had that, that kind of tied up some bows, you know, and it made me feel a little safer in the universe, but I quickly came to the end of that and realized it, it couldn't be the whole picture to say that, you know, everything that happens is exactly God's direct will. And so the, but at the same time, there's this mystery to existence that we can't totally get our minds around, you know, that in some weird way, all of this struggle and, pain, and heartbreak is beautiful mm. and maybe not even, like, I don't know. It's, it's like God's hand is just in this story in a way that is mysterious to us. And um, there's something about mercy and something about salvation that couldn't be as beautiful without, you know, our need for it and, our, and the things we do uh, that are so misguided. Um, mercy is sort of made more beautiful by the things we do that need mercy if that makes sense right, right. and that's awesome so, yeah and it, it kind of enables me to um to really look at other people without judgment because i don't know what point in their story they are in so and true. it's sort of like who am i to judge you know no matter what their actions might be since we're on the topic of fortunate fall i, t- I put out a record of the same name in 2013 um The first independent album I had released after a long stint at major labels, Um, and I really I titled it that way very purposefully because it was sort of the central theme of my spiritual you know struggle slash uh, hope you know at that time and still continues to be, Uh, and so there's a song on that record I'd love to share with your listeners um, called "I Shall Not Want," which is arguably the most popular song on that record. And I, it surprised me because, um, you know, I wrote it sort of begrudgingly. It was, I had, I had, uh, come across the litany of humility and hated it. And, yes. uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to pray that. Um, that sounds awful. And then I kept feeling this nudge, you know, well, maybe it would be a great thing, um, for you to pray. And maybe if you wrote it, if you wrote a song about it and, brought kind of a, 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 a perspective to it of really preaching this idea that no matter what is stripped from me in, in, in any kind of experience of humility or humiliation, um, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I kind of juxtaposed it against Psalm 23 and uh, tried to put those two things together. And so I wrote that song with a friend of mine named Brian Brown. And was really moved on a deep level uh, in writing it, and I continue to love to sing it because it—I never outgrow my need for that song, and it—and sort of my experience in relationship to the song evolves with time and unfolds in different ways, but. It's really become a theme song for me, I think, and so I'd love
1: to, I'd love to introduce that song, "I Shall Not Want." Beautiful. You're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live special program, Ignite Faith in Music. We're so blessed to have with us on the phone, Audrey Assad, sharing with us the beautiful story behind the song, "I Shall Not Want." you for this night, and we lift up all the intentions of those who post every week, George and Gigi and Paul Mary, Robert, Carol, Tom, Edna, Maddie, Teresa, Chris, all their intentions, Lord Jesus, involving cancer and for priests and healing and finances, salvation uh, for everyone in this whole area, Lord, we lift it all up to you and uh, trust our hearts and minds to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray, Amen. amen.